Section four of Why Frau Frommen Raised Her Prices and Other Stories. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Why Frau Frommen Raised Her Prices by Antony Trollope. Chapter four The Frau Returns to the Simplicity of the Old Days. Two or three weeks went by in the Brudenthal without any special occurrence, and Malchen had not as yet spoken to her mother about her fortune. The Frau had during this time been in more than ordinary good humour with her own household. July had opened with lovely weather, and the house had become full earlier than usual. The Frau liked to have the house full, even though there might be no profit, and therefore she was in a good humour. But she had been exceptionally busy, and was trying experiments in her housekeeping, as to which she was still in hope that they would carry her through all her difficulties. She had been both to Brixen on one side of the mountain and to Innsbruck on the other, and had changed her butcher. Her old friend Hoff at the latter place had altogether declined to make any reduction in his prices. Of course they had been raised within the last five or six years. Who did not know that that had been the case with butcher's meat all the world over? As it was, he charged the Frau less than he charged the people at the Golden Lion. So at least he swore and when she told him that unless an alteration was made she must take her custom elsewhere, he bade her go elsewhere. Therefore she did make a contract with the butcher at Brixen, on lower terms, and seemed to think that she had got over her difficulty. But Brixen was further than Innsbruck, and the carriage was more costly. It was whispered also about the house that the meat was not equally good. Nobody, however, had as yet dared to say a word on the subject to the Frau. And she, though in the midst of her new efforts she was good-humoured herself, as is the case with many people while they have faith in the efforts they're making, had become the cause of much unhappiness among others. Butter, eggs, poultry, honey, fruit, and vegetables she was in the habit of buying from her neighbours, and had been so excellent a customer that she was as good as a market to the valley in general. There had usually been some haggling, but that, I think, by such vendors is considered a necessary and almost an agreeable part of the operation. The produce had been bought and sold, and the Frau had, upon the whole, been regarded as a kind of providence to the Brunenthal. But now there were sad tales told at many a cottage and small farmstead around. The Frau had declared that she would give no more than three Zwanzigers, a pair for chickens and had insisted on having both butter and eggs at a lower price than she had paid last year. And she had succeeded, after infinite clamours. She had been their one market, their providence, and they had no other immediate customers to whom to betake themselves. The eggs and the butter, the raspberries and the currants, must be sold. She had been imperious and had succeeded for a while but there were deep murmurs, and already a feeling was growing up in favour of Innsbruck and of market-cart. It was very dreadful. How were they to pay their taxes? How were they to pay anything if they were to be crimped and curtailed in this way? One poor woman had already walked to Innsbruck with three dozen eggs, and had got nearly twice the money which the Frau had offered. The labour of the walk had been very hard upon her, and the economy of the proceeding generally may have been doubtful, but it had been proved that the thing could be done. 
Early in July there had come a letter, addressed to Peter, from an English gentleman who, with his wife and daughter, had been at the Brunenthal on the preceding year. Mr. Cartwright had now written to say that the same party would be glad to come again early in August, and had asked what were the present prices. Now the very question seemed to imply a conviction on the gentleman's mind that the prices would be raised. Even Peter, when he took the letter to his mother, thought that this would be a good opportunity for taking a step in advance. These were English people, and entitled to no loving forbearance. The Cartwrights need know nothing as to the demands made on the vices and the tendals. Peter, who had always been on his mother's side, Peter, who hated changes, even he suggested that he might write back word that seven zwanzigers and a half was now the tariff. "'Don't you know I have settled all that?' said the old woman, turning upon him fiercely. Then he wrote to Mr. Cartwright to say that the charge would be six zwanzigers a day as heretofore. It was certainly a throwing away of money. Mr. Cartwright was a Briton, and would, therefore, almost have preferred to pay another zwanziger or two. So at least Peter thought. And he, even an Englishman, with his wife and daughter, was to be taken in and entertained at a loss, at a loss, unless indeed the Frau could be successful in her new mode of keeping her house. Father Connellin in these days kept away. The complaints made by the neighbours around reached his ears, very sad complaints, and he hardly knew how to speak of them to the Frau. It was becoming very serious with him. He had counselled her against any rise in her own prices, but had certainly not intended that she should make others lower. That had not been his plan, and now he did not know what advice to give. But the Frau, resolute in her attempt, and proud of her success as far as it had gone, constantly adducing the conduct of these two rival butchers as evidence of her own wisdom, kept her ground like a Trojan. All the old courses were served, and the puddings and the fruit were at first as copious as ever. If the meat was inferior in quality, and it could not be so without her knowledge, for she had not reigned so long in the kitchen of the peacock without having become a judge in such matters, she was willing to pass the fault over for a time. She tried to think that there was not much difference. She also tried to believe that second-rate meat would do as well as first-rate. There should be at least no lack of anything in the cookery. And so she toiled and struggled, and was hopeful that she might have her own way, and proved to all her advisers that she knew how to manage the house better than any of them. There was great apparent good humour. Though she had frowned upon Peter when he had shown a disposition to spoil those Egyptians, the Cartwrights, she had only done so in defence of her own resolute purpose, and soon returned to her kind looks. She was, too, very civil to Malchen, omitting for the time her usual jibes and jeers as to her daughter's taste for French finery and general rejection of Tyrolese customs and she said nothing of the prolonged absence of her two counsellors, the priest and the lawyer. A great struggle was going on within her own bosom, as to which she in these days said not a word to anybody. One counsellor had told her to raise her prices, another had advised her to lessen the luxuries supplied. As both the one proposition and the other had gone against her spirit, she had looked about her to find some third way out of her embarrassments. She had found it 
and the way was one which recommended itself to her own sense of abstract justice the old prices should prevail in the valley everywhere she would extort nothing from mr cartwright but then neither should her neighbours extort anything from her zeppel's wife was ill and she had told him that in consequence of that misfortune the increased wages should be continued for three months but that after that she must return to the old rate in the softness of her heart she would have preferred to say six months but that in doing so she would have seemed to herself to have departed from the necessary rigour of her new doctrine but when zeppel stood before her scratching his head a picture of wretchedness and doubt she was not comfortable in her mind zeppel had a dim idea of his own rights and did not like to be told that his extra zwanzigers came to him from the frau's charity to go away from the brunnental at the end of the summer to go away at all would be terrible to him but to work for less than fair wages would that not be more terrible of all which the frau as she looked at him understood much and she understood much also of the discontent and almost despair which was filling the minds of the poor women all around her all those poor women were dear to her it was in her nature to love those around her and especially those who were dependent on her she knew the story of every household what children each mother had reared and what she had lost when each had been brought to affliction by a husband's illness or a son's misconduct she had never been deaf to their troubles and though she might have been heard in violent discussions now with one and now with another as to the selling value of this or that article she had always been held by them to be a just woman and a constant friend now they were up in arms against her to the extreme grief of her heart nevertheless it was necessary that she should support herself by an outward appearance of tranquillity so that the world around her might know that she was not troubled by doubts as to her own conduct she had heard somewhere that no return can be made from evil to good courses without temporary disruptions and that all lovers of justice are subject to unreasonable odium things had gone astray because there had been unintentional lapses from justice she herself had been the delinquent when she had allowed herself to be talked into higher payments than those which had been common in the valley in her young days she had not understood when she made these lapses gradually how fatal would be their result now she understood and was determined to plant her foot firmly down on the old figures all this evil had come from a departure from the old ways there must be sorrow and trouble and perhaps some ill blood in this return that going back to simplicity is always so difficult but it should be done so she smiled and refused to give more than three zwanzigers a pair for her chickens one old woman came to her with the express purpose of arguing it all out suse kopp was the wife of an old woodman who lived high up above the peacock among the pines in a spot which could only be reached by a long and very steep ascent and who being old and having a daughter and granddaughters whom she could send down with her eggs and wild fruit did not very often make her appearance in the valley but she had known the frau well for many years having been one of those to welcome her when she had arrived there as a bride and had always been treated with exceptional courtesy suse kopp was a woman who had brought up a large family and who had known troubles 
but she had always been able to speak her own mind and when she arrived at the house empty-handed with nothing to sell declaring at once her purpose of remonstrating with the frau the frau regarded her as the delegate from the commercial females of the valley generally and she took the coming in good part asking zuza into her own inner room after sundry inquiries on each side respecting the children and the guests and the state of things in the world at large the real question was asked ah mein lieber frau frohmann my very dear mrs frohmann as one might say here why are you dealing with us all in the brunnenthal after this hard fashion what do you call a hard fashion zuza only giving half price for everything that you buy why should anything be cheaper this year than it was last ah alas does not everybody know that everything is dearer why should anything be dearer zuza the people who come here are not changed more than they were twenty years ago who can tell how can an old woman say it is all very bad the world i suppose is getting worse but it is so look at the taxes the taxes whether imperial or municipal was a matter on which frau did not want to speak she felt that they were altogether beyond her reach no doubt there had been a very great increase in such demands during her time and it was an increase against which nobody could make any stand at all but if that was all there had been a rise in prices quite sufficient to answer that she was willing to pay three zwanzigers for a pair of chickens and yet she could remember when they were to be bought for a zwanziger each yes taxes she said they are an evil which we must all endure it is no good grumbling at them but we have had the roads made for us this was an unfortunate admission for it immediately gave zuza krapp an easy way to her great argument roads yes and they are all saying that they must make use of them to send the things into market josephine bull took her eggs into the city and got two kreutzers apiece for them the frau had already heard of that journey and has also heard that poor josephine bull had been very much fatigued by her labours it had afflicted her much both that the poor woman should have been driven to such a task and that such an innovation should have been attempted she had never loved innsbruck dearly and now she was beginning to hate the place what good did she get by that zuza none i fear she had better have given her eggs away in the valley but they will have a cart do you think a cart won't cost money there must be somebody to drive the cart i suppose on this point the frau spoke feelingly as she was beginning to appreciate the inconvenience of sending twice a week all the way to brixen for her meat there was a diligence but though the horses were kept in her own stables she had not as yet been able to come to terms with the proprietor there is all that to think of certainly said zuza but wouldn't you come back mein lieber frau to the prices you were paying last year do you not know that they would sooner sell to you than to any other human being in all the world and that they must live by their little earnings but the frau could not be persuaded indeed had she allowed herself to be persuaded all her purpose would have been brought to an end of course there must be trouble and her refusal of such a prayer as this was a part of her trouble she sent for a glass of kirschwasser to mitigate the rigour of her denial and as zuza drank the cordial she endeavoured to explain her system there could be no happiness 
no real prosperity in the valley till they had returned to their old ways it makes me unhappy said the frau shaking her head when i see the girls making for themselves long petticoats Zusa quite agreed with the frau as to the long petticoats but as she went she declared that the butter and eggs must be taken into innsbruck and another allusion to the cart was the last word upon her tongue it was on the evening of the same day that malchen unaware that her mother's feelings had just then been peculiarly stirred up by an appeal from the women of the valley came at last to the determination of asking that something might be settled as to the mitgift mother she said fritz schlessen thinks that something should be arranged arranged as how i suppose he wants to be married if he don't i suppose somebody else does said the mother smiling well mother of course it is not pleasant to be as we are now you must feel that yourself fritz is a good young man and there is nothing about him that i have a right to complain of but of course like all the rest of em he expects some money when he takes a wife couldn't you tell him what you mean to give not at present malchen and why not now it has been going on two years nina kobard at schwatz was ten years before her people would let it come off just at present i am trying a great experiment and i can say nothing about money till the season is over with this answer malchen was obliged to be content and was not slow in perceiving that it almost contained a promise that the affair should be settled when the season was over End of chapter four